Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs, and I'm your host, Brian Silverthorne. And my mission is always to help entrepreneurs make a difference with their businesses and to navigate the challenging worlds of startup, growth, or relaunch. And today we're going to dig deep with our guest and get you the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. And our special guest today is Nisha Lehman. And she is a mobile app developer by day and by at night she says she's a staunch advocate for better mental health which sounds very interesting to me welcome to the show nisha thank you for having me i'm happy to have you here so how about uh, starting off by telling us a little bit about you and what got you to where you are now sure well uh always a loaded question to answer, but I'll try to be brief. Um, I have a technical background, so I started with software engineering and I worked my way through several of the very large consulting companies, the the Accentures, the Deloitte's, the Capgeminis of the world. Um, and I started to find my way toward um, cloud solution architecture. That's currently uh, what I do in addition to some UX design, which is um, what I mentioned earlier. And um, so my background is quite technical. I would say I've got a more of a technical background, but um, I've always been passionate about mental health, uh, considering uh, working in a high stress environment as I have been. I, I myself have suffered uh, from mental health issues. And so I'm always looking for outlets and ways to try to do more in this space. I think the resources we have are even in this day and age, quite limited. So whatever I can do to contribute, uh, I'm going to. And um, I recently launched uh, an app for online online peer-led support groups where people can join uh, and try to talk about whatever their mental health issue is without any stigma, without any judgment, um, and completely anonymously. Oh, that well, that's interesting. So it's just uh, where um, people that are experiencing the same difficulties or challenges can... can uh, uh, compare notes and, and help one another is that the exactly exactly i basically the, the the stemming of where it comes from is uh i myself really needed this outlet um i needed to be able to talk to other people who understood me in a way that even the people closest to me could not when you suffer from depression or substance abuse related issues or sexual assault or whatever it might be uh if you can talk to someone who's who's survived that, they understand you already on a level that that even therapists cannot. And what I was researching and trying to find was a platform that brought these people together. So you could exchange ideas, maybe get some uh, uh, tips or routines to try and and break bad habits, to try and and do more than just the the kind of generic advice that's given a lot of the time, which is to breathe or to meditate or to uh, to engage in mindfulness or or so on. I, that's great, but it, it doesn't exactly solve the problem. It just prolongs it a bit. But I think talking to each other and offering this kind of global mental health community where people can join no matter where they're from, no matter their age, their race, to talk through their issues and try to, to understand that one, they're not alone, but two, they might have something to contribute that helps someone else, I think is extremely powerful. And and after searching for seven or eight months, I realized that this doesn't exist. So uh, I decided to start. 
Well, good for you. Good for you. I, I mean, the way things are going these days, at least if you pay too much attention to the media, it's certainly something that's needed. Absolutely. Um, is this something you plan on monetizing and turning into a business or are you just throwing it out there? Sure. At the moment, I mean, I didn't go in. So I've been listening to many episodes of this show to try and prepare myself for the questions that you might ask. And it's so interesting when I hear the other entrepreneurs you've had on this show, they've all been subject matter experts with what seems like a very concrete plan to release into the public. And I feel I feel like I've done exactly the opposite. <laughs> so the idea here was, yes, to release it to the public. Right now, it's a paid app, but it costs very, very little. And we are donating that money actually to um, to support Ukrainian refugees. So at the moment, it doesn't it doesn't make any money. We will consider some monetization likely in the next iteration of the app, which will hopefully come out um, mid next year sometime. But uh, for now, we just we ask people to pay to use it and um, and see how that goes. Oh, good. Excellent. So, so is this, uh, as the, the term is, is this a side hustle or what, what's your, your main uh, focus when it comes to uh, earning money? Uh, so for sure, this is um, this is something that we would like to grow. We are investing quite a bit of of, of time and, and resources into it. We'd like to do a bit more research to understand what users actually want when it comes to their mental health. So is it just about connection? Is it about facilitating a specific type of discussion? Or is it something completely different, immersing themselves in a multimedia form where they can experience um, a mental health issue without having to relive it themselves? So we're exploring a lot of different avenues to try to see how we can best proceed with it. At the moment, I would say it's probably more of a side hustle, but the goal is to turn this into a, a full-time a full-time role. Well, good, good. So what, what do you think are the biggest challenges facing you uh, to get from here to there? That That's a big step. I think um, as an entrepreneur, you have to be incredibly brave to actually give up uh, something steady to take on something that is is at least, in my case, a bit unknown. Um, also something I guess would might, that might be interesting for your users is establishing your own brand reputation before the product itself was a valuable lesson that I learned, I guess, a little bit too late, uh, because my assumption was always that if the product exists, then people will use it, they will consume it. It, it doesn't particularly matter who the founder is or for what purposes they're creating it. But that's a, a very, I would say, incorrect assumption. People care a great deal about who the founder is, for what purposes the app exists, um, what what their data is being used for, if they're collecting any, any PII-related data. And so that was a really interesting learning lesson to be able to say, okay, I need to take a step back and and really create some thought leadership around mental health, around how the current system exists, my experiences with the mental health system, to try to, in a way, authenticate myself within it. Because I'm an observer. I would not go to this stretch of calling myself a subject matter expert. But it's taught me a lot in the way of, of what, what needs to be improved in order to really get people the help that they need in the time that they need it. Well, great. So uh, how are you... Uh... How are you uh, finding users? Are you are you doing some active uh, mm -hmm. 
So um, we are active on all of the major social media channels. There are current campaigns running on on three three of them at the moment, and we are div we're divided by region. So um, we are active on 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 LinkedIn, on on Instagram, on Pinterest, on Twitter. I mean, you name it. We're, we're, we have handles on all of them, but we're actively running campaigns within Instagram, within Twitter, within LinkedIn, and within Snapchat. And those are uh, based on specific geographies where we see the demographics are responding. So it seems to be that as an example, in the U.S., the, mo the majority of the users we're getting are more in the, the teenage, the 13 to 24 age bracket, whereas most of the users we're getting in the Asian countries are, are, are tend to be a little bit older, within, I would say, 30 to 60 or 35 to 60. And so we're, we're basically taking the demographic information and trying to establish the campaigns around this. So it, we're working, I would say, a little bit backwards rather than setting metrics and KPIs from the beginning. We're, we're putting out all kinds of feelers and, and then analyzing what works and then adjusting our campaigns accordingly. Sure, sure. But, you know, it's setting metrics and, and KPIs from the beginning, in, unless you have expend, spent a lot of time and money in market research. Yes, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. it. It's just a, <laughs> just a guess or a hope anyway. So yes, exactly. You're, you're doing your market research while you're launching the product, which I don't think is a bad way to go. Well, that's great. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you put something out there that you think people will need and want and, and happily use. Um, but as you get feedback moving forward, then that helps you make corrections for Indeed. various markets or for the, the, the things that you offer through the app as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's a it's a neat idea. So um, you're 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 gainfully employed. Otherwise, this is something that you're you're working out uh, to turn into a business as you go? Indeed. Uh, we have just launched it actually recently too. We only launched it at the beginning of this year. So it's only been live about seven or eight months now, but we already have upwards of 300 users, just shy of 300 users at this point, And they're spread across all geographies. Um, the goal was to get to 10,000 at some point within the next 18 months. Um, that's maybe slightly lofty, but uh, the idea was to try and at least get to a quorum number that we're happy with so that we can then begin to analyze um, how do we develop partnerships in this space. And that's another area that we're really heavily looking at is in terms of I don't know, bringing mental health counselors mm -hmm. or, or people who are in the field into our business to really get some, I would say, more subject matter expertise in the door, but also, again, making sure that it's in line with what the users actually want, because we don't want this to just become another therapy service, right? There are many, many of them that already exist, I think. And we also want to give people an alternate option to therapy, because therapy is, is great, but as you probably already know, it's it's quite expensive. So if you can't afford it, that's just uh, unfortunate. and especially post-pandemic, most of the therapists I know and most of the, the kind of overarching uh, idea about, around therapists is that they're completely overbooked. They're just fully booked. So even getting an appointment is, is a challenge. And so what this is supposed to be is, is just an alternate to that. You can join whenever you want. It's an app. You use it whenever you need to. Um, you pay once and then you're, you're done. And the beauty of it is nobody knows who you are within it. 
So hopefully that, that decreases the stigma slightly in talking about your, your mental health issue. Yeah, I, I, yeah, people are reluctant to um, share that with others, I guess. So even though you, you would share the fact that you broke your leg with anybody that would listen, but you know, this is just some other issue that needs to be taken care of, but the stigma around it, as you say, uh, Indeed. makes it yeah, more absolutely. difficult for people to talk about. And I also, I, I heard, I think I heard on one of my favorite radio shows a while back that uh, at least in the United States in the next five, 10 years, there's going to be in uh, therapists, psychologists and psychiatrists in each category, there's going to be a shortage of between 58,000 and 80,000 of those positions. So something, something like this could be a it, big help. It's interesting you bring that up because it seems like what's happening, at, at least in Europe, in, in the EMEA space, is that is is that life coaches are also starting to fill this void. So you see people who cannot get an appointment with a therapist who are who are going to a life coach. And for me, this is this is also a completely different methodology because a therapist is looking into your past to try to identify the trauma, whatever it is you suffered from, to try and, and move you forward. But life coaches begin by by looking forward and saying, this happened to you in the past, let's put it behind you and move on. And it will be interesting to see how that plays out because um, I think certainly uh, there's there are, there are gaps that are already being identified there. And uh, I don't know what the consequences of that will end up being, but uh, it's definitely an interesting space to be in because it's so dynamic. Yeah, sure is. So from an entrepreneur perspective, do you have any good advice for an entrepreneur that's doing what you're doing and that's starting a business while still working and how to juggle all of that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, I would say, obviously, you have to be passionate about, about the topic. You have to be passionate about being able to put something into the world that you feel proud of. But I think one of the big things that I learned right away was, was setting realistic goals and determining what success really means for me personally. For me, success does not mean having uh, you know 7 million users on the app or even 700,000 users on the app. I mean, if, if we end up with... Uh, you know, 10,000, 12,000, or even less, that's still perfectly fine because it's helping the people that need it the most. And for me, that's that's my metric of what success actually is. And so I would say to anyone that wants to be an entrepreneur, try to define realistic goals of what, what you think success really looks like because it's not just about the number of users you have or, or, you know, being able to get rich off of it, right? It's about doing something that's, that's meaningful for you and something that, uh, that you care about that you're, you're putting back in the world somehow. Well, I think that is an exact excellent perspective. That's a great way to look at it. So I appreciate that. So how do people, uh, find your app if there's if they're interested in, in taking a look at it and if they do find it is there like a freebie trial or do they mm -hmm. jump right in or absolutely so um you can visit so the app is called confidential conversations uh you can look it up on the app store or within google play you should find it pretty quick go ahead you were let's start over you were telling folks how they can find it confidential conversations in the app store 
Mm -hmm. okay. So uh, the app is called Confidential Conversations. Uh, you can find it in the App Store. You can find it on Google Play. Uh, so it's 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 a usable both on your Apple and Android devices. We also are on all of the major social media channels. So if you look up the handle at Confid Convos, C-O-N-F-I-D-C-O-N-V-O-S, that's as the best I could do in shortening it up. Um, you'll find us on Twitter, on Pinterest, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on all of the all, all of the major ones. Um, that's also our URL. So www.confidconvos.com. Uh, and if you send me your email address, I'm happy to send a promo code your way so you can download the app for free and, and give it a try for as long as you like. And uh, yeah, I hope that this app works in connecting people who need help the most. Um, it's worth a try. I think at the very least, you can uh, you can at least use it to get a second opinion about whether therapy is right for you or if that's the direction you should go in. But I think an alternate to that solution needs to exist. And I hope this fills that void. Well, it's, it certainly sounds very worthwhile and, and needed to me. So I, I wish you all the best with it. And I thank you so much for being a, a guest on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You bet. I enjoyed it. Well, that's a wrap on another uh, great guest episode for the Evolvepreneur Secrets for Entrepreneurs show. But before you go, if you like this episode, we would be very grateful for a five-star review. And if you would be so kind, please consider recommending this show to a friend or two. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes at evolvepreneursecrets.show right now. Until then, and if you're an entrepreneur, make a start on your next great idea today. Thanks.